Welcome to the Third Growth Option Podcast, where we talk with business leaders and innovators hungry to drive growth that can be faster than internal organic growth and less risky than acquisition. Your moderator is Bernal Dunkerspuller, Chief Sherpa and CEO at Realign, who has led private equity-owned distributors through turnarounds and growth. With battle-proven leaders from all frontiers, we want to provoke thinking about business growth beyond conventional wisdom and binary choices. Hey, I'm Benno, talking with Gary Levine today. Gary, a previous guest. So that means you must be a pretty awesome guy to have on a podcast. Welcome back to Third Growth Option Podcast. All right. Thank you for having me back and uh, good to be here. Good to be talking to you. We're going to do a different format today. I'm not the host because you told me you wanted to be co-host. So I was like, that's great. You and I are both entrepreneurs. You started the Roaring Brook Art Licensing Company in 2003. I started Real Line Expansion Sherpas, a growth agency back in 2009. You know, we did this other episode, episode 27 together, and it was titled, Plan Strategically Remain Situational. So today I'm going to remain situational because you and I talked about both of our businesses doing really well and kind of like why are customers responding? What's going on? So that's really what I want today's episode to be about. Like what, what is going on here that is making things go particularly well? I've used the word superpower and, and this concept around embracing superpower, maybe personal superpower, maybe business superpower. When does it apply what distracts us from using our superpowers? Any thoughts jump into mind when I say, when I use the word superpower? Well, that superpower is a very uh, strong word. It can describe, you know, world. It's a little intimidating a word maybe, isn't it? It, it is. It can be. Yep. And it could be even reference to, um, say, you know, Marvel and all of their uh, superheroes and characters and that, that they depict. And when I think of a, a person's superpowers, it has to do with, you know, who we are, what makes us fire in all eight cylinders, right? Yeah. I started using this word superpowers a couple of years ago. And, and one day I sat down and, and tried to remember all the times in my life, personal or business, when I felt like, man, that this went really well. This went better than expected. And I, I sort of looked for the common threads in things that happened when, you know, when I was five years old or 17 years old or 33 years old or, or, or whatever. And there was a thread in, you know, a red thread running through those sort of glory moments. You know, for me, that was I showed up prepared and I remained curious. Meaning there have been times when I came prepared and I, I just wanted to preach about that which I prepared for. <laughs> that doesn't usually go so well. <laughs> but when I show up prepared and shut up and listen at the right times so that people can make it even better than I had prepared for, that is one of the superpowers that I am trying to sort of amplify, right? just by being intentional about it, being more conscious of it. I mean, you and I have had a bunch of conversations, you know, a month, three months, six months ago 
about things that are going really well in your business. Talk a little bit about that and then maybe why. So, yeah, I when I think of that word showing up, you know, prepared, I think about what are the intentions and and what 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 are the reasons for why I'm so prepared and and I I can't help but think about the word passion that comes with it and really the drive and just something that's maybe in my my belly that really is on fire and I'm I'm going for it and I'm going to do everything to in my power uh maybe in my superpower to make that happen because I'm I'm really driven and it and it just feels right I think about with my business and in the last podcast we talked about that I started where I started in 2003 and where I am today really are just very two different business models and having a lot to do with the fact that the market has changed where people buy art how people buy art etc and and I think about the latest iteration of my business is really fixed in a place where it's still rooted in that passion and what drives me art right you love working with artists and and sort of enjoying the outcome of art absolutely and also a latest iteration of my business is that i am working with a core group among all of our artists who are very skilled, very talented. That's a prerequisite for everyone, but very much skilled with not only the fine art piece, but also the digital skill, you know, skilled with Photoshop and Illustrator and that piece of it. And we're creating this demand for all of their work. And it's a, a little bit of a different angle than where I started, where it was just taking a, an artist and, and their pieces, individual pieces. This is more selling collections and selling their looks and, and to some degree selling their brand. Is it also more collaborative? Without a doubt. Yes. I've taken on a new person who's in a more of an art director role, who's very skilled and has a, a real passion and drive for this particular focus of the industry and what we're doing. And so there's no question it takes a village. And so what, what I'm finding is, is that we're, we're all as a team playing off of each other's superpowers. You just use the word selling the product or collaborations or the, you know, the, the things you guys come up with. And I'm going to challenge you on that a little bit because because I don't think you are selling. I think you are putting something out there in front of people or potential customers that you think might be interested in it. But because you love what you do and you respect the people you're doing it with, the artist or the art director, there just comes a quiet confidence from you that when you put it out there, you're not really selling your stuff, your wares. And maybe we used to 10, 20 years ago, but I don't think selling works today anymore. I think it's just a matter of like putting out there that which you believe in 
to the right people, and then the magic happens. Does that ring true? Or There's no question that given where my business is and where I am personally, that it really isn't about selling. It's about, you said it, the, the confidence that this is a design, this is a piece of art that we know will sell. It is a matter of just presenting it and putting in front of the client. The right client at the right time. Yeah, yeah. And perhaps that's the, sort of the, the superpower and all of it is just, it's, it's that, that knowing, which is this sort of intangible concept that the tangible is the, is the product, but the intangible is that confidence that's the superpower. And then putting it into the right context at, at the right time with the right, the right customer. What about things that distract us from our superpower? So, so I, I look back at, I'm 58. I think you're about that age. <laughs> I am. Right? Okay. Just, you know, some <laughs> people are touchy about these things. So I wanted to give you a way out. All good. All, all <laughs> proud of, uh, of all 58 years. <laughs> That's right. So, so you and I are both 58. And I, I, I just look back at like, you know, in my 20s, you know, I was more intentional about, you know, at, at school, you know, just, just uh, getting the degree and, and maybe having fun. And then and you're in my 30s, it was more about, you know, family and career. And then in my 40s, it was about building the business and sort of honing my craft. But in each of those decades, I, I didn't really think about what are my superpowers. I, I was just sort of like trying to keep my head above water and, and, and maybe swim a little faster than everybody else, right? And those are things that keep us from becoming conscious of our superpower, that we're, we're just trying to cope, right? We're just trying to survive and 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 hopefully get to a place where we thrive but you know we're just sort of more reactive maybe in in the first half of our life than the second half of our life do you find that mhm yeah so true i think that there's a process a progression if you will that you know in our 20s we're looking for fun and and relationships and beginning our careers and Later in our 30s, it's possibly about family and starting a home. And, and then later, of course, our, our, um, in our 40s, we're really, you know, more established by the time, you know, we reach our 50s and I'll speak present company included in our late 50s. It is about finding who we are and what we're really good at and, and really not maybe caring about or maybe disregarding the things that really make us disregarding the things that are slowing us down or just that are frivolous or just things that we're, we don't really care about, quite frankly. And I'm sure there are people, you know, that are listening here that are saying, oh, you guys are a little slow to the game. You know, I figured that out when I was 22 or, or 30, but it doesn't really matter, right? Like different people figure out different things in different ways and different times. But to me, as long as you figure it out, that there is stuff in the world that slows us down. There's stuff in the world that keeps us from embracing our superpower. Stuff like, you know, we were raised to, you know, don't make waves. You know, uh, you, know you want to fit in in high school. You know, you want to fit in. You don't want to stand out. You know, modesty. You know, don't brag. And yeah, those are all, you know, that's all a thing. But on the other hand... 
yeah, you kind of do want to stand out and not be like everybody else. You kind of, maybe you don't want to brag, but if you can sort of find a way to say something in a quietly confident way, good for you. And that's what I have found in, in the last years that, you know, by sort of embracing my superpower and, and encouraging others to embrace their superpower, they're becoming and we're becoming just more quietly confident to just do what we love and what we think will be good for others. And I would agree. You mentioned quiet confidence. I think that that's something that in my talking with people and in, in business, just not necessarily about their business, but just about who they are and people that are in our age bracket and hopefully come to a place where they're quietly confident about who they are and, and what they do. I've recently had a, a really fascinating experience with talking with a professional where we're talking about things that maybe are inhibitors in our process, in our learning. And I say that so much of it is, is that we look back to our childhood, to our home life. It's our parents' fault, right? It is, yeah. There uh, well, you go. Well, All right. We found, we found let's just, somebody let's just to drill blame. down. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, for as much as perhaps those are distractions, right, or inhibitors, as I said, perhaps, you know, and there, there are also positive influences from our past experiences and even going back to our childhood. So it's a matter of sorting them out. Those are a lot of the conversations that, that I've been involved in is sorting out like, well, what are the things that are holding us back? And are they really that important that they are holding us back versus what is it, you know, from those past experiences that really make us, you know, our full selves, right? I'm curious for you if, if you have any memories or thoughts. Anything's inhibiting me? Anything's that I've screwed up about? Oh, no, 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 not at all. Of course. Yeah, of course I do. <laughs> but are they holding you back from something? If you can call, and, and it may not be one specific experience or moment from 40 years ago. It might be something collective that, oh, you know, every time I, um, somebody in, invites me to go on a hike, you know, well, I don't really like that. And I, you know, and, and therefore there's a fear and therefore that connects to something in your business somehow. The, the, the theme comes up. What, what comes to mind as you're asking me this question is I'm the youngest of five, right? The family of five kids. My four older siblings are between five and nine years older. So there was, you know, a four year gap between my younger sister and me. So I grew up you know, in a large family having to sort of defend myself against, you know, teasing and being dismissed as, you know, the little stupid kid. And that created a, maybe an obsession of some sorts of, you know, avoiding a situation where I'm going to be dismissed, right? So, and that's probably part of the reason I over-prepare for things because I don't want a, a client or a, a colleague to say, well, you know, he, he didn't even show up prepared, Right. So that experience has definitely shaped me 
to, you know, maybe overcompensate for that childhood experience. And I think that was a problem until I became aware that that's what I'm doing. Because before I was really sort of conscious that that's what I'm doing, I would show up prepared and preach. But once I became aware of it, I'm like, you know what? Preparing is good, but don't preach. Show up prepared and, and stay curious because then you could really engage in a much better way to sort of give ideas and get ideas. So it sounds to me that that childhood experience, while maybe seemingly had some, maybe a, a negative impact at the time. It hurt me so deep. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it didn't hurt me that badly. <laughs> but you've, you learned from it and you translated that energy or, and that emotional place into a positive, and that turned into the preparedness. But is, isn't that sort of, you know, the old saw about the flip side, right? Every positive thing taken to an extreme has a negative side. Any negative side has a positive flip side. So I th- think superpowers come about by thinking about, you know, what is it about you personally, or what is it about your business, you know, and the business word for superpower is value proposition, right? Which is a lot more boring a word than superpower, I think. But that's what a business's value proposition is, right? It's 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 their superpower. What you know? What can they do better than anybody else? So I, I think it's just about becoming conscious of it and asking yourself or helping others ask themselves what you're going to do with this because you have the superpower. When I think about the word superpower, in fact, I even went as far before the, the, the talk today to look at, well, what are a person's superpowers, right? And they include things like empathy, understanding someone, and particularly how it applies to business, understanding your client and uh, your team. Are you a systems thinker? Understanding the process. There's a uh, creative process. There's things that are just plain old grit. How do you buckle down and, and get the job done? So those are, those are things that come to mind that, that sort of define, uh, superpower and they, and they really roll up into, as you say, the, the value proposition. So you mentioned different examples of superpower, like empathy or systems thinking or understanding how to drive the creative process. And I think none of us have all of those skills, right? None of us are systems, creative systems thinkers that are empathetic and results-oriented, right? I mean, there's a certain, like, well, I'm a little bit of this, but not so much, or a lot of this and, and not so much of that. And empathy is something that that I have struggled with, right? Because I, I grew up in a family that was not particularly empathetic. So, you know, I just sort of had to defend myself and defending yourself doesn't, is sort of the antithesis of empathy. It's interesting because I, I know you well enough to know that you seemingly took whatever that experience was from your childhood and you are, and to me, are an extremely empathetic person. I'll give you some examples of people that would disagree with you. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> 
<laughs> they they shall remain unnamed, but they live with me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, we we do tend to be tough on our loved ones. <laughs> it's and it's it's reciprocal. It's <laughs> I mean, look, this whole idea for me: prepare and stay curious. In my family, you know, with my wife and two daughters, it has allowed me to maybe pushed me to take a different approach than my parents had with me, right? My parents were, you know, more sort of authoritarian and, you know, I'm the older one, you're the young kid, you know, what I say goes. And, you know, that decidedly does not work for my wife or two daughters. And they have, whenever I've shown tendencies of, well, that's the way I I was raised and I was taught, they're like, well, good for you, However, comma, <laughs> I'm not interested in participating in that. <laughs> and, and look, that has not always been easy, but so good. I mean, I'm, I'm proud of the fact that, you know, we've been married for 24 years, as, as a friend of mine likes to joke, you know, 23 of them very happily. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and there's give and take in, 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 in making, you know, any relationship work, whether it's a marriage or parent-child or client-colleague uh, relationships. There's give and take in all of it. Yeah, no question. I wanted to just jump back. You know, you, you spoke about your parents and being authoritative, and that's not your style. I think there's there's been a, a, a very significant cultural change in our society. And, you know, I, I think of my own parents and not necessarily having being, you know, authoritative, but there was a, a style of parenting, right? That was culturally, you know, in vogue, we'll say, maybe different than your parents, but certainly not at all the way that I've embraced parenthood and my style. And not to say that there aren't people today that aren't embracing you know, the style of say what our, our parents had with us. But I think we learned from what they did. And as much as there's, there's all the good things we want to take. And then all, there's all the parts that we say, Hey, I'm not going to do that when I'm a parent and I'm not going to apply that or even spilling that to, um, you know, a, a marriage or as we said to a client supplier relationship. But I think that there is factors where times are a little different. And I would even say that there was a big influence in the recent pandemic. There was a shift in, in how we think and, and how we do things and in many aspects of our lives. And, you know, even what I said earlier about selling, that we're not, you know, today it's not about, you know, Willie Loman, traveling salesman, going, you know, town to town or door to door, because people have sort of made 50 or 80% of their buying decision before they ever meet Gary Levine or Bernard Dunkelspüler. They kind of check out uh, Roaring Brook Art Company or Realign Expansion Sherpas online, and they've asked other people. And so we're not selling anything. I mean, we're just making ourselves available. And that's a way that, you know, the relationship has shifted, just like parenting in the 50s is different from parenting in 2022. I mean, in many ways, and I agree with you, it's really not about selling. It's it's about showing up 
and to you use your words to be prepared and being who we are and having that quiet confidence play into it. Because everybody else is taken, right? Be who you are because everybody else is taken already. <laughs> this is true. And honestly, that couldn't ring louder and truer that if you are that, right? If you if you live by those words, everything really just takes care of itself. That's it right there. Just be intentional about who you are, what you're really good at. Be open about what you suck at, right? Because there's stuff that I am not good at and you're not good at, but there are things, you know, embrace the superpowers that, that we're, and, and sort of cultivate those and everything else will take care of itself. I think that's a great place to kind of wrap up this episode. What do you say? I would agree. Yeah, well done. And uh, really good conversation today. All right. Hey, thanks a lot, Gary. I appreciate you coming on today. All right, Benno. Thank you. Always great to talk to you. Hey, if folks wanted to explore other growth topics, you can find me on our website, realignforresults.com, or email Benno, B-E-N-N-O, at realignforresults.com. Thanks for listening, and until next time. You can listen to more episodes on Apple, Spotify, or Google. We would love for you to subscribe, rate, and review it. Share it with your friends or colleagues if you enjoyed the content. Always growing.